is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! This, this is the Players' Lounge. Broadcasting live from Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star. Now your hosts, Barry Church, Danny McRae, and Nui Scruggs. All right. We do it every Friday for you. Right here from the star. I am Nui Scruggs. He is former Cowboys safety, Danny McRae. Yeah. And joining us, special guest, because Barry Church is out, former Pro Bowl linebacker, Anthony Spencer in the house. Hey, thank you for having me. <laughs> now look. When I saw Spence, he looked good, man. Dropped a lot of weight. And Bill Romanowski told me, it was when, I, when I was used to do NBC Sports Radio, um, I saw Bill at the Super Bowl. He's got a nutritional company. He says, hey, look, after football, one or two things happen. You get fit or you get fat. Anthony has gotten fit, baby, looking good. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I got fat for a little bit when I, when I first stopped. But then I realized <laughs> that you either get fit or you get fat. So, And you, you have certain routines that you become accustomed to so I don't have to eat as much either so I I still do a little bit and it it keeps the weight off was it you know when you first stopped just hey I'm gonna eat whatever I want I'm just gonna enjoy it you know what what took you no it wasn't uh no I just sat there I didn't do nothing I I just sat there and I I tried not to do anything for as long as possible just to rest and really see what I wanted to do after I got done okay let me ask you both here um when you when you left football, how much did you just need to rest your body? I'm going to be straight up with you. When As I was playing, I would always say, man, when I'm done, I'm probably taking like a year or two off. And then when I was done, after about three months, I was like, ah, I'm bored. Like, I need something to do. I miss, like, going to the gym, doing all this stuff. Like, when you're doing it, you're like, man, I don't really feel like lifting weights today. And then when it's gone, you're like, I need to find a gym to get into, man. I'm just sitting at home because – is that is that feeling of my friends at work, parents at work? You know, is there nobody for you to talk to from yeah. nine to five because they all got regular jobs. Yeah. It's just you. It's a, it's a because you 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 do stuff every day for so long. You just when I got done, I, I sat there and I tried not to do anything for. I think it took yeah about three. I, I think I made about six months. But after that, it was just like I have to do something. It was like either just getting up and putting on certain clothes yeah. or getting dressed <laughs> and going out to. It was just I had to do something and for a while it was it was fun not doing anything. But then you get like you say you get, get bored. bored. You have to you have to have some type of routine. You or you just. I feel lost, or yeah, I mean, you don't want to feel that way. So many, there's only so many video games exactly. and Netflix and, and, and series that you can watch. And then if you when you're not doing nothing for six months, you pretty much get through all those <laughs> all pretty quick. Stuff. You just yeah. you just sit there and do it all day. You like, man, I don't have nothing else to watch. Right. Yeah, you just start yeah. looking for stuff. So you got to get out the house. All right, players' lounge, fun today. A lot of topics to get to. All right. Um, before we go further, Danny, give everybody your, your social media handle so they can get a hold of you. On Twitter, you can find me at DannyDMac44. On Instagram, it's Danny underscore McCray40. All right. You can find me on Twitter at Nui Scruggs. It's N-E-W-Y-S-C-R-U-G-G-S. It's Nui Scruggs on Twitter. And on Facebook, it's Nui Scruggs Sports. Let's start with, um, and I'll be very interested in your takes because you're younger than me, the passing of Kobe Bryant. I'll start with you. Where were you on Sunday and your thoughts on Kobe? 
man, so me and the me and the wife were actually out. We were doing our usual Sunday brunch thing, which is, you know, we leave church and we go go to brunch and we kind of reflect on the week. It's usually a happy, fun time. Everybody's kind of out because Dallas is a big, uh, big brunch city. We walk into this place and there's probably 50, 60 people in there and it's silent. It's a sports bar. Uh, all the TVs are on. They're not showing the news yet, but everybody's silent. So we're like, man, what's going on? So I get a text message uh, in a group uh, chat that I'm in, and, it, and it's one of those, oh, man, I know somebody's joking because I know Kobe's, Kobe's not gone, right? So five minutes later, I'm like, oh, all right, let me check on, on the Internet. So it's kind of flowing around a little bit. TMZ has started to say it. So I'm still sitting there kind of like, yeah, right, somebody's going to text and say this is a hoax. Somebody got hacked, Any you know, anything. About 10 minutes in, everybody's still quiet, and all the the more news starts coming in that he's gone. And we all just kind of just stare at the phone, look down. You kind of reflect on how, how crazy, me, how crazy it must have been in that moment for them. So it was like really kind of like shocking and sad. And we ended our day at that. We went home, sat on the couch, kind of was just next to each other and reflected on, on our family members and friends and how close we should be to them. Anthony? Yeah, uh, I was actually at home with my family. We usually don't do much on Sunday. We just stay home. I got the two little ones. I got a five-year-old daughter and a three-year-old son. So just seeing it, my wife came out of the room saying that his helicopter went down. He crashed. And I, I, like, I'm not into the social media as much, so my wife gives me a lot of the news. And sometimes it's real, sometimes it's fake. So I was just sitting there and just, like, at first I didn't believe it because it's, it's Kobe Bryant, like, how how can this helicopter crash? Like how how could Kobe that like die. Right, right exactly like he's he's he in in our mind he's he's like that that legend that superhero well, exactly like he's Superman he's you've seen him grow up from taking on every, all your sports heroes like the Michael Jordans uh, everybody he played against and as a 17, 18 year old like as a kid like so that's like my age in that time so I'm seeing this and he gave us a lot of just motivation and, and you just don't you, you, you it was it was you couldn't put any words to it just to see people try to talk and explain what the what he was to them and how it was just it was it was too much really the Lakers host the Portland Trail Blazers tonight the Lakers general manager is Rob Palenka Rob Palenka was his agent and Rob Palenka devastated and he, he said a piece of his soul is gone he was the god godfather to Gigi Kobe Bryant's 13-year-old daughter who passed away. I went out to Los Angeles, and just how I heard about it, my daughter and I were uh, playing tennis for two hours. We were just hitting balls, and I put my phone away. So we get done, and I'm walking out to my car. I look at my phone, and my phone has just got a bunch of stuff on it. Call the station, trying to get a hold of you. So-and-so's trying to get a hold of you. So I'm, I'm looking at this, and I'm, you know, so, okay. I call a guy at the TV station. He says, um, yeah, we're trying to send you to Los Angeles, but we couldn't get a hold of you, so we, we sent someone else. And I said, what are you talking about? He said, the Kobe news. I said, I don't know what you're talking about. I've been on a tennis court for two hours. I've been disconnected from the world. And he said, Kobe Bryant died in a helicopter incident. And I just had to kind of take a second because that person knows he knows I knew Kobe. Mm-hmm. Kobe was – I worked in Los Angeles. I was there when Kobe Bryant was drafted. And, and, and I, I remember 1996, that summer, where Jerry West had worked Kobe out. And Michael Cooper was the guy they had doing the workout right. against Kobe for for 
old school Laker fans, you'll remember Michael Cooper was known as the stopper. Right. You know, if you're going to work somebody out and you want to see what kind of skills they have offensively, you know, it didn't matter that Coop was an older guy. He could still knew all the tricks. And so he put, he put 17-year-old Kobe Bryant through the workout. Jerry West said, this is the best workout we ever saw. And how, we, you know, we were around Jerry West a long time. The one thing about Jerry West, he's honest, mm-hmm. brutally honest. And so when Jerry says that, we're like, wow, okay. Maybe the maybe the kids in play. Draft night, they've got. I want to say it was Charlotte had pick thirteen. Charlotte takes Kobe. They're trying to get Shaquille O'Neal at the time. They have to trade Vlade. So Vlade doesn't want to go. I'm like I want to go. Like we need to go. <laughs> I like it here. Yeah. Yeah, we we like you too. Yeah, we got other players, <laughs> but we're trying. To, so they had yeah. to convince Vlade to go to Charlotte. Kobe and his agent Arn tell him, and Arn was in Los Angeles. He used to be the general counsel for the LA Clippers and was very good friends with Jerry West. They had basically moved it to the point of Kobe was trying to let everybody know he's not working out for you. He wants to go to the Lakers. John Calipari and his GM John Nasher with the Nets. They loved Kobe Bryant. And they, John was thinking about it. John wanted to do it. John Calipari wanted to do it. But Nash was like, uh, we probably should go with the more established guy. So they ended up drafting Kerry Kittles. And, and you talk about one of the great all-time draft classes ever. All right? Uh, Ray Allen was in that class. Yes, Uncle Ray. Steve Nash was in that game. class. Um, Michael Oluwakandi was the number one pick in that class. And, and, and I, I covered Ray in high school. So, I mean, it was a great – this is one of the truly great classes of, of NBA players that we've ever seen. So, Kobe ends up coming to, to Los Angeles. And I remember his press conference. Because at the time, I thought Kobe was a cocky guy. Like, this kid's just really cocky, man. Really cocky. I'm taking my talents to the NBA. You're like, oh. This kid likes himself a lot. So he had the presser at the forum. This is back in the forum days. And I, I told uh, I told our I told uh, our one of our um, people at Channel 13, I said, you go. You go. This is a cocky kid. So she comes back. She's like, no, nah, he's a really good kid. You really like him. I'm like, okay. So I ended up going to an event Kobe was doing. Ray Ritter, who's now the uh, public relations ma- uh, general man- uh, manager for the Golden State Warriors. Ray's out there. Got to, talk, got to actually talk to Kobe. And the thing I noticed right away, he wants to meet Michael Jordan. Head is shaved. He's talking exactly like Michael Jordan. He's trying to carry himself in a very Jordan-like fashion. Like, okay. I mean, not a bad person to be a role model. So you got around him. Derek Harper, the Dallas Mavericks broadcaster, Derek played for the Lakers at the time. And Derek and Kobe had, you know, they had become close because Derek appreciates hard work because that's what Derek was about. And he just saw it within Kobe early on. And this guy wanted to really be good. Problem for Kobe was some dude named Eddie Jones yeah. was the starting yeah. two guard mm-hmm. and was an all star for the Lakers. Okay, right. Eddie Jones, I cannot stress to you, Eddie Jones is good. Yes, Eddie Jones is good. So there was no place for Kobe to play. And when he get in the games, his rookie, everybody in the forum loved it. Kobe's getting up. I mean, they all loved Kobe Bryant. He come in, man, just wouldn't run offense. Kobe, <laughs> seventeen. <Yeah. man. laughs> and, 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 so so Van Exel, you know, Nick Van Exel's a point guard. You just look at, just look at just, this dude, man. And, and I was chatting with Nick about two months ago at a Laker game because Nick is a scout for the Mavericks. Mm-hmm. And uh, that wasn't like it was a Wizards game, but we're just joking around about these Laker times and, and just shaking his head. I remembered the airball game in the playoffs against Utah. Kobe puts up three straight airballs. And you go back, if you just look at the YouTube video. Yeah. You see Nick, Nick is looking for the ball. <laughs> 
the whole and, team. And, and the whole team. Like, like, you're not going to do this again, right? right? <laughs> and this dude, and he's like, Kobe. And it's just, <laughs> and, and so they lose. And I remembered after that, we, we do the media, you know, we do the media press conference afterwards. And I'm asking Kobe, I'm just asking straight about the three air balls. And he's, he's as cocky as you could be. I think there'd be some little humility or something. No, I'll shoot again. Yeah. Okay, Rick Fox is crying after because Rick is thinking this he'll never be a Laker again because mm-hmm. the contract's up and he knows Kobe wants to start doesn't think it's a spot for him. Poor Dell Harris had to deal with all of this and Dell Harris is now in the uh, management for the Texas Legends here. So there was a lot of young Kobe that I saw. He was a very, very confident kid. He wanted to be great. He did everything he could. Those practices and trying to get better. He was doing all of that, man. This kid wanted to really, really be Michael Jordan, and that's a, and that and like throughout all this and listening to everybody talk, the common theme mm-hmm. is two things, right? Family guy loves his kids, loves being a, a husband and a father, and will outwork anybody, right? It's it's just about being the best. I heard the uh, the Tracy McGrady interview, and he's like. I know him closer than anyone because I stayed at his house back when right. we, were, we were in high school. And we were, I would wake up and they had uh, VCRs. And this guy is, like, pressing rewind on uh, on Michael Jordan's tapes. And he's just watching it all and day. Rewatching, we're just re-watching, re-watching it. And you say he wanted to be like Michael Jordan. Yeah, he, he, he wanted to beat him, yeah. <laughs> you know, at, at that point. But he knew the path to do that was – one, to get on the level of being the best, right. uh, you know, and that was him, and watch him and study him. And then when you get your chance to go out there and try to do that and be better at it, and he lived his life that way throughout everything. And I think that's kind of what made people, like, grasp onto him, to have that, that connection with him. When, when he passed, like, everybody saw that in him. I mean, he was so into what he was doing. He was... He cared about it. He, he, he put everything that he had into it, so it just made it more... You connected with him because you just saw the 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 attention, the detail, and the things that he paid attention to. He paid attention to the greats, and he tried to be like him and emulate him. And then you saw him become his own great. And you know I mean, in that way, so the switch from eight to twenty four, like right. like it's 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 a whole lifetime of things that that we've seen. Kobe, we watch movies. Kobe's in all like they mention Kobe in all these movies. We see commercials. Like everything had Kobe in it. And we right. had a discussion, I think, upstairs about like. Who in the NFL would, if that, like, something tragic happened to him, you know, whatever, like, how would, who would get this type of response? I'm like, no one. Mm-hmm. One, because basketball is more international than, Bingo. than, than yeah, football yeah. Bingo. is. Yeah. Bingo. But Kobe was the biggest star. In, in the face, <laughs> for, too. For like time. You, yeah. you see his face. Is he, like, you, yeah, you just have that connection <laughs> with him. It's like you know him. He's, when I think of you guys being young, he's your Michael Jordan. Yeah. Mm, yes. for, for me, a guy who grew up on Michael Jordan and everything that Jordan was, if this had happened to Jordan at 41, I would be as crushed as the people I saw at Staples Center. And for me to cover Kobe from the forum to Staples Center to when they won their first championship, seeing the true pain of people as they came to the memorial, it was, it was tough. In 96... Keyshawn Johnson was the number one pick in the NFL draft, and and I got to meet meet Keyshawn and, and Ke- you. If you thought Kobe was confident, <laughs> Keyshawn was a little more confident than Kobe, but they became friends. And so I went down to Keyshawn's radio show. He does a morning show in Los Angeles, and he spoke about how they were both Adidas guys. They both signed with Adidas, and they were doing a, a an autograph shoot, and they've got all this stuff that you got to sign and and. 
Kobe, Kobe gets done very quick. I mean, how do you get done so quick? And he looks at Keyshawn and he's like, oh, here's a problem. You're signing your whole name. Why are you doing that? So you don't sign your whole name. He says, what do people know you as? Well, he's like, I'm Keyshawn Johnson. No, they know you as Keyshawn. So he went, had him stop signing Keyshawn Johnson, 19. Keyshawn. Keyshawn, 19. So as he showed him you know, how he wrote Kobe, 8. Yeah. And so he said, oh, man, I got through him done, got done real fast. And then he spoke about another time when Kobe, maybe it was the second year, Kobe comes up to New York with the Lakers, and Keyshawn's there, and, and he wants to come meet Keyshawn out at a club. And Keyshawn can't get him in. He said, man, everybody knows you're underage. I, I can't get you in. <laughs> he's like, come on, Key, come on. He's like, no. And he's like, well, I, I, I want to hang out. Said, well, I'm at the club, and I ain't coming to get you. <laughs> he said, and Key says, man, I didn't have enough juice back then time, to, to yeah. understand how I could have possibly. Everybody knew him as that guy. So no New York club wanted to violate their, their license for alcohol or whatnot because this kid ended up getting in there because it just would have been would have been everywhere. So it was a moment. It was, it was three hours of, of those types of stories mm-hmm. that I got to hear. I saw people I hadn't seen in 20 years. I'm walking towards the memorial. And somebody calls out my name. I turn around and it's my friend Eric Aldridge. Eric worked with the Lakers, and I met him in '96 when I got out there to Los Angeles. And I mean, we hadn't seen each other in 20 years. And I just, you know, we just hugged each other and just said, "You know what, man? This is not the way we should be meeting." And if it's anything that I took from Kobe Bryant's passing, empty my bucket more in life, push the way Kobe pushed, and. If you have people around you that are close to you, make sure you're reaching out to them. I was fortunate enough the week before, I went to my alma mater, uh, UNT Pembroke, and did a, did a talk with St. Marshall, the Dallas Mavs, and got to see a lot of people I hadn't seen. I took my 13-year-old daughter to go visit with my, my parents and, and, and see, see my sister. They hadn't seen her in a while, and, and my dad just told me how much it, it, it – he said, son, it's affected me. He said, you were just here. You were here with Sissy. She's 13. He says, if something happened to you, he says, I don't know what I would do. And I remember when Kobe was dating Vanessa when she was in high school. How does that woman get up with Mm -hmm. a seven-month-old child and then two other children and just function? She has to plan a funeral for her beloved husband. She has to plan a funeral for her daughter. How do you walk into your home and your room and not just – I don't know how she does it. And tonight when they play Portland, it's going to be a lot of tears. I was going to stay Tuesday for the game because the state TV station had sent me out there. And I was going to stay for the game, and then they canceled the game. And I felt a little bit of relief because it would have got me had I had to been there. Because I saw this dude on this floor. We saw the, I saw this guy. I, I saw this. And it it would have broke me. Yeah, it, 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 it would have broke I, me. I think it's incredible. I mean, I just really think it is really incredible that a person that is so distant from us, right, that we see on TV. You got to interview him, but as far as personal personal life, right, we saw it on TV. You hear it on the radio, whatever, and it can have that type of effect on you from like. Like I said, we were really sad on right. Sunday. Like yeah. people are really sad. People who don't know him, and I, in our generation, I had never experienced things like that. Right? It's like when you see uh, certain people pass, and you, like people are like on the streets, like crying. Like I, if I had to think of one, it's like Tupac. I, I remember mm-hmm. like the rappers uh, Biggie, and they die, and then you see these long, long streets of people like crying. You like you didn't even know this person, right? right? And then I never had to experience anything like that. Like I don't, you know, and I don't know Kobe. <laughs> But 
that yeah. reason, I don't know, it was something that just had me like, <laughs> this man, was, this is this is nuts that this will happen to this guy. This was similar to Michael Jordan, I mean, Michael Jackson passing, because you're talking about Los Angeles, where Michael lived and people knew Michael, and this was, this was um, bigger than that. I talked with uh, Jay Gray of NBC NBC News, and he was there. I mean, there was, I can't tell you how many. It had to be at least 40 different television cameras that were set up across the world, okay? I'm sitting there. Some, somebody was from Brazil, two, two slots down from him. There was someone from Germany, and just the emotion. And every day, it built more and more. The one thing that I saw that really disturbed me was people were selling Kobe Bryant T-shirts. Yeah, I seen you, uh, you commented on that. Uh, <laughs> I, I, it, to, to sell T-shirts off someone's death, it just left me... Well, while we on that about the disturbing part, um, I, I I wanted to get into kind of the the reporting on on the issue, right? Uh, um, let's take let's take a break here. When we come back, I know exactly where you want to go with this. And one of the people involved, who I absolutely love, was affected by people trying to be first and people with erroneous information. Uh, you are listening to the Players' Lounge. He is Danny McRae. Anthony Spencer in for Barry Church. I'm Newey Scruggs. DallasCowboys.com radio. I'm Jay Novacek, former tight end for the Dallas Cowboys. Back in the day, I was the guy who always got the tough yards, and that's why I run with John Deere today. In fact, I have a John Deere 3025E tractor that can handle any yard work I need to do, even the tough yards way out back. So if you have one acre or a thousand, John Deere has the equipment that's just right for you. Visit a John Deere dealer today and run with us. We are the official tractor provider of your Dallas Cowboys. Essilor is a proud sponsor of the Dallas Cowboys, helping fans see more and do more with our best vision solutions. Our lens technologies reveal a world more beautiful than you can imagine. For a limited time, get the Essilor Next Gen offer, where you buy the latest generation of transitions lenses with select Essilor lenses. You can choose a second pair of clear lenses for free with qualifying frame purchases. Restrictions apply. Find a participating eye care professional by visiting EssilorUSA.com. Essilor. See more. Do more. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Jack Black. Right now you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks. Free shipping. Your new apartment's big. Such a great deal. Uh, it's okay. Just okay? What's not too much? Right above the subway. Well, I bet you don't even notice it after the... That's my neighbor, Angus. A deal that's just okay is not okay. Get a great deal with America's Best Network. Come into an AT&T store to find out how to get one of our popular smartphones for $0 down. Based on GWS1 score, September 2019. Back to the Players' Lounge. You were like, yeah. Players' Lounge. <laughs> Newey Scruggs, Danny McCray, Anthony Spencer, former linebacker, pro bowler Anthony Spencer. We will get into the Super Bowl. We'll get into Tom Brady and Phillip Rivers. But still wanting to talk about... Kobe Bryant, it's the first time we've had an opportunity to address the passing of the 41-year-old, soon-to-be Hall of Famer, gold medalist, five-time world champion. And Danny, you bring up something which has touched 
the nerve of a lot of people. And there are times where I say, this is why people hate the media. And the way this was covered, I'll let you pick it up from there. Yeah, um, like I said, so those messages are coming through on my phone uh, when we first find out. And for the next hour, it's like this this confusion and this 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 wild witch hunt of trying to figure out who was all involved and all this stuff. And it was so many different stories coming out about, you know, how many people on there, how many how many of his daughters were there, was his wife. Like, it was so much different stuff going out. And people were, these are like supposed to be reliable sources and stations and they were like putting this stuff out and I and I and I'm thinking and I we talked about it in the break I said you know the shock of hearing that certain people die like family members if you're a grandparent right and you you figure out that your son or your kid died and all your grandkids died and you read this and you and you believe it and it sends you into this state of shock, and all of a sudden you have a health issue, right? Or, or something happens to you. This is a, 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 a cause and the fault of the people who reported this incorrectly, mm-hmm. right? And this and these things can happen. Like just because it didn't doesn't mean they, they they won't. But that that's extreme. But that can really happen. I think it's just very irresponsible for some of these people to be putting this stuff out on you know at the expense of trying to be first and trying to trying to get there and and be the first person and you know get the, get the most views and all that stuff and I, I think that's just irresponsible yeah, I, I, I really believe so myself but it's we live in the world now where we live in a world now where news is just it's it's rapid like everyone wants to have it now get it now so it's 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 just constant. It's it's how how we think. You know right. what I mean? So people look at news how they their mind moves. So they're moving through the things, and so so people want to have be important. So right. they want to have like the news. I did it. Yeah, I did it. <laughs> I, I reported this. Like this is what I put out first. But when it's wrong, it's, should they be held accountable for the information that they put out? Because they're getting likes or from it you know what i'm saying so it should the dislikes or the should there be any repercussion from it okay glad you went there so there was a reporter on abc news he's on television and says kobe and his daughters all perished it was erroneous it was wrong and abc news suspended him which 100 percent you should have I get when people tell you they don't like the media. You can't be wrong like this. You have a responsibility. You stand there with this microphone. You have this 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 tell this this phone and you're sending out you have a responsibility to be right. Mm-hmm. Rick Fox. I love Rick Fox. Got to know Rick out in L.A., and I'm a big North Carolina fan. So through the years, Rick and I would talk Carolina basketball all the time. So when I'm talking about going out to Los Angeles, there was somebody who was telling me I heard Rick Fox was on the plane. Heard that as well. And I said, no, not Rick. And the thing about it that hurt when I – because I could believe Rick would be on a a plane, but but a helicopter with Kobe because they were friends. Mm Mm-hmm. And so I immediately rushed to, to, to my phone. I check it. And then two people confirmed. And one of them said, we spoke to Rick Fox's daughter. It says, Rick is alive. And so another thing that said, you know, Rick's fine. And I uh, instantly shot him a message and said, man, I'm, I'm glad you're alive. And then to watch the TNT special on Monday, which was so excellently done, Kenny Smith talked about how I called you, Rick. I called. And and then when he when he heard he was okay, you see Kenny 
right there breaks down crying. Rick is in tears talking about just the people who thought he passed away. And Rick was not happy, nor should he be. I had someone put out a rumor I died. So my dad is a school teacher, and another teacher comes up to him. He's got tears and says, I'm sorry about your son. You're talking about Heard he got killed on I-95. So this was before cell phones. My dad is trying to get out. My parents are trying to call mm-hmm. me. Check them out. Son, will you call? Call. So let me, I call home. And this idiot who I went to school with had put this thing out there that he heard somehow that I died. And what that put my parents through before we had cell phones just trying to reach me. And this is what people have to realize about what they the, the responsibility you have. We saw Mike Leslie, Chan Lake, tweet out that the whole Cowboys coaching staff, the entire staff was fired. Players read that. Players read that in the locker room. He wasn't even here. Mm. And he tweeted that out there. Now, look, and it was rushed to be first. And, of course, it wasn't true. But doggone it, players are reading it. Families are reading it. They all know, especially at the end of the year, that things were getting ready to go some way or another. And just put that stuff out there. And then, of course, he tweeted out from Chan Lay, and then you had uh, it was Yahoo Sports and, and, and Bleach. Other people picked up on this thing. And next thing you know, this thing caught fire. And it was wrong. And, and that's you, know, you have to say to yourself, at least in my mind, of how you do this business. One thing that I always say, you have to ask yourself, how do I want to do this business? There ain't no prize or trophy for having been first. It's just not. Okay, where mm-hmm. I work at news station, they don't give me a hey. Here's a bonus because you were you would get nothing. You have a responsibility. You have to ask yourself, how do you want to do this? There was a particular player, and I won't name the player. His first game for the Cowboys. His father had mentioned. I don't want to say specifically because I want to give away the player or the father, but. He mentioned something within the game that, boy, I thought this would be a whole lot better because I'd been hearing about that. If I went with that comment, I'd have, the player would have been buried by his teammates. Right. Okay, I could have just buried the mm-hmm. player, but I didn't do it. I said, you know, this player's going to be here for a minute. The player's dad doesn't really know what he's saying. It doesn't realize. Dude, you're on the. I got you on the record. I mean, this is not just me recording. I got a camera. He says this. Right. I could have blew this thing up, but I didn't because I said to my, "How do I want to do this business?" Because he said it, and I go, "Those such father. It was very critical of the Cowboys." But I didn't want to do that. I just felt like this wasn't the bridge to burn. He didn't really understand what he was saying. And I'll have a conversation with him later on. Great job not being that guy, Newley. Please. <laughs> Great job. Because that, that could turn the opinion around of you as a person in, in ways that you don't even realize. Right? If you, if you are also, like, all of a sudden known as that guy amongst everybody that's around you trying to do your job – and there's some guys who don't care. So once again, it's how do you want to do the business? Right. It's much less, no different than when you guys meet, meet with the media. You have an opportunity to ask, how do I want to deal with these folks? Right. You know, I can be defensive. I can engage. I cannot even, you have, you have a decision as a player. How do you want to deal with this? And I, un, to me, haven't been here covering, I've, I've covered teams with Jimmy, you know, when Jimmy Johnson coached me, I've covered all this in this market, this is the beat. 
if you want to burn up some bridges, you better be real careful, man, mm-hmm. because you can get to the point, and you guys know exactly what I'm talking about, where you burn one guy, that guy can tell other, watch out for that dude. And next thing you know, you're iced out. We've seen it. Yeah. <laughs> well, they, seen ice, it. they ice you out. We've seen and it. And you just sitting around. And, and, and I'm not like a beat writer. A beat writer doesn't have to have a camera. I got to come up to you with my, my microphone and my camera. <laughs> like, now nah, we going to uh, move around. Right. Right? Or, or I've seen it where people will just end it. Oh, okay, here you go. They just they end that sucker. I'm good. And, and you just... It, you just have to decide how how do you want to do it. And look, not you're not everybody's not going to be your friend, but I just felt with a young family and a young player that I needed to give them a little bit of grace. Right. To just say, okay, I'm gonna let you slide just because you don't know that. But this is everybody has a way they want to do do this business. But good job, bro. You still owe me Papa Dose, but good job. I do. I do. I, I, I thought about you know taking the Papa Dose away from you. No, 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 no. I, I want to give you this Papa Dose because I want to, and I want to do it soon so you can never have to talk about it. Okay? You can win your you bet know, that Joe Burrow Spence, Spence, you know when Joe, Joe Burrow won the Hosmer back in December, bro. It's yes. week, February is tomorrow. I want it as close to Valentine's Day as possible to show you I love you, bro. He got to go one reason because he said he don't like the food and I want to show him the stuff to order off the menu that I think is good because I'm a fan of Papados. Okay, there's things that I like. Okay, I go there. okay, okay, right. okay. So I see you there, bro. All right, let's let's move here into uh, Super Bowl Fifty Four, which is Sunday. Kansas City, San Francisco, down there, in Miami. The uh, betting line has Kansas City favored by one, one point and some one and a half. I want to see the Chiefs win. I do. Me too. I like Mahomes. You got former Cowboys like Mo Claiborne, Anthony Hitchens, Wilson. I like to see them get a ring. I like the Honey Badger. LSU we, got, guy we, we got we got guys over there. They've on, got on a, the, they, yeah, they've right? got you know they've got a good story. They started here as the Dallas Texans. The name Super Bowl came from their original owner and founder Lamar Hunt. It would be a great story. But. I took San Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> but I, you knew it was coming. You had to build them up. Yeah. <laughs> build them up. And I took San Francisco because of the defense. They have 48 sacks this year. And, and you you all know. That's mm-hmm. a lot of sacks right mm-hmm. there. Okay, that's getting after some people. Carolina had a 15-1 team four years ago. Went into the Super Bowl. Denver, 48 sacks. They they Their tackles could not control where your former teammate and Von Miller from DeSoto, they just couldn't do it. Another team with 48 sacks, the 85 Bears. The 77 Cowboys, Super Bowl twelve. they had uh, MVPs, the, the Super Bowl MVP, two co-MVPs, the only time we've ever seen it, Randy White, Harvey Mark, you know, 48 sack team. The Giants teams that ended up beating Tom Brady, both of them had 48 sacks. That ability to get after the passer, to make life rough, and then on the other side, San Francisco, second in the NFL in rushing. If you're going to beat the Chiefs, and you look at how they have been beaten this year, you have to limit their time of possession. You got to put them in 22 minutes and under, and you got to be able to run the football. Those teams are able to do it. Did I Tennessee? The Chiefs played Tennessee, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. Derrick Henry, one one in an 80 yard guy. Was it two weeks in a row? Mm-hmm. Last few weeks of the season, the dude just went went crazy. How many yards do he have against Kansas City? And and you are 100 percent correct. I think they can play. Shanahan has a more versatile offense than what Arthur Smith in Tennessee rolled out there, and they've got a whole lot of different waves of backs. I just like what San Francisco is able to do from a defensive standpoint, and obviously they've got a better defense than what Tennessee did, Mm -hmm. and they got a better running game. And I just think you limit limit the time of possession for Mahomes, put your defense out there, and I just like that. I I, see, that's why I went with them 24-22. I see big games, and this is this is no LSU bias. I see big games out of Tyron Matthew. I see a big game 
out of Mahomes. Of course, I think that he's going to make some things happen and get on the run. And Tyreek Hill is going to be. I won't, I won't call him an X factor because he's the guy, but I think they're gonna find some some very creative ways to get him the ball, and I think he's he's gonna wreak havoc. So you got Kansas City winning. I got Kansas City winning. I want them to win, and I believe that they can get it done. Okay, sweet. I like Kansas City as well uh, because you run the ball and play defense, you can win the championship, right? But if they end up scoring fourteen points early in the game, all they. Kansas City offense is they're too fast, I feel like. I just feel like their speed and what they bring across the board, they, they can't they just can be contained, but they can't be stopped. I feel like kinda of how Kobe was. Like you just gotta try to slow them down to gotta put, limit the possessions. Limit the possessions. But if they don't yeah, I mean, it's going to be a hard, I'm, hard day. I'm going to tell you something. Uh, that one-trick pony thing they pulled on uh, the last team they played with Jimmy G threw the ball 11 times, not happening against Kansas City. Nah, nah, they, they're going to they're they're make them pass Jimmy the ball. Jimmy G is going to have to, to, have to play. Yeah. And that's where you have to put in your mind, do you trust Jimmy G? Threw the ball 11 times. Just saying. No, it's, it's I know very, you couldn't stop the front, but it's, it's very, level. It's very it's 1970s <laughs> offense. It's very 1970s <laughs> offense. Okay. we got to take a break here. Jalen Smith is in the endorsement business. Yeah. He's picked up a, a, new, uh, a, a, new, yeah. a new company. We will dive into Young that. Young man. <laughs> <laughs> and Phillip Rivers moving on from the Chargers. And is Tom Brady moving on as well? Let's dive into that. All the Players Lounge next right here on DallasCowboys.com <laughs> radio. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Want to show your Texas and team pride, too? You can. By purchasing your own Stetson, you can look just like how the flag guys do on field at every home game. Stetson hats, the official crown of all self-respecting Cowboys and your favorite football team. Get yours today in the Stadium Pro Shop or at Stetson.com. Your new apartment's big. Such a great deal. Uh, it's okay. Just okay? What's not too... It's right above the subway! Well, I bet you don't even notice it after the... That's my neighbor, Angus! A deal that's just okay is not okay. Get a great deal with America's Best Network. Come into an AT&T store to find out how to get one of our popular smartphones for $0 down. Based on GWS1 score, September 2019. Essilor is a proud sponsor of the Dallas Cowboys. Helping fans see more and do more with our best vision solutions. Our lens technologies reveal a world more beautiful than you can imagine. For a limited time, get the Essilor Next Gen offer. When you buy the latest generation of Transitions lenses with select Essilor lenses, you can choose a second pair of clear lenses for free with qualifying frame purchases. Restrictions apply. Find a participating eye care professional by visiting EssilorUSA.com. Essilor. See more. Do more. So, you're shopping, and that's when you see it. Aisle 23. Dr. Pepper stacked from top to bottom as far as the eye can see. The phrase too good to be true comes to mind, yet there it is. A rich, delicious Dr. Pepper paradise. Wait, did, did that can of Dr. Pepper just open itself for you? They all are. As if to say, so nice to treat you. And even though it feels weird to talk to a can, you pick one up and say, it's so nice to be treated. Dr. Pepper, so nice to treat you. Back to the Players' Lounge. Louis Scruggs, that's me, Danny McCray, former Dallas Cowboy, Anthony Spencer, former Dallas Cowboy, sitting in for Barry Church. All right. Jalen Smith, who made the Pro Bowl. 
clear eye view. Hello, we, we, let's let's talk, let's talk about the kids first. Okay, yes. Let's so talk about the kids, the kids first. Okay, yes, All yes. right, so you know what some of us do after football is we get back into sports. So what I do is I'm the director of the youth camps here, Dallas Cowboys uh, football academies, youth academies, and. Parents, listen up. I know you guys are getting ready for planning for spring break, uh, planning for summertime. If you go on DallasCowboys.com slash academy, you can see our upcoming schedule. Uh, that will be released on February 4th. We have uh, camps for the youth, first through sixth grade. We have middle school camps as well. And we also have speed and agility training sessions and testing sessions. You don't want to miss these. We have current Dallas Cowboy players coming out to the youth camps. Current Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders will be there uh, coaching your uh, young cheerleaders. And we also have Dallas Cowboys rhythm and blue camps where our rhythm and blue team will be uh, coaching as well. So a lot of things out there for anybody who wants any athlete, any dancer, any cheer. We have something for everyone. So you guys go on that website and check us out. You like that I did that. That was a nice plug. Love nice that. plug. You, I didn't know. I didn't know. Cheer was also a part. Cheer, of Cheer, yes, and I think it's you know the parents really love to come see the cheerleaders. It's, it's the biggest draw. I just finished watching the Netflix series Cheer. I watched that as well. And Navarro Junior College down in Corsicana uh, is where it is. Twelve or thirteen-time national champions. Spence, did you ever watch Last Chance You on Netflix at all? I have about not. the junior college. Uh-uh. Okay, which well, wait, which one? With I watched the last, them both. Yeah, I, watched, okay. I watched them both. Which, which coach did you like better? The the last one that was crazy from California? Coach Brown, Jason Brown. Brown. You got to watch this, bro. Jason Brown, <laughs> Buddy. Give me Brown more than Buddy. Yeah, of course. Give me Brown more than Buddy. He actually asked me to come on his podcast. I need to get back to him. Who, Brown? Yeah. Be careful. You say some reckless stuff on it. That's what got him out there in trouble, man. Talk calling the people Hitler and all that stuff, man. Like I, said, like I said, he, he sent me the request. Yeah, you got to tell Wally. See, I'm, I'm talking cold like Jason here. Yeah. I haven't got back yeah, to Yeah, I don't want to see you go out like that, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. But not sure was good, man. Uh, Listen, this cheer stuff, I don't know if if, uh, <laughs> if Aurora's going to be in uh, cheer, uh, cheering, but – it's a very serious thing. They say it's a billion-dollar industry, and we watch this TV show. A lot of work goes into it, and some of it is scary. When they dropped this girl— uh, Which she, was. She, I mean, yeah. there had so many of them that got dropped. Well, she got dropped at the end, and she uh, had to have surgery. She had a dislocated elbow. And that was, that was crazy. You my shirt? Yes. Uh-huh. They you know, throw her up in the air, and then one of the spiders isn't watching, and then she's coming down. She just expects somebody to splat. catch her. Yeah, she puts the elbow down, and it just— Boom. And a, like, lot of, oh. a lot of injuries were happening yeah. in, in this Netflix series. So a lot of injuries. It's good. It's good. It if you the word like is used too many times like. by these kids. Tw- I mean, using it three oh, times. Oh yeah, yeah. Sense, yeah. They don't know how to speak. They don't know how to speak. But it's like you know when I was like here, and then you guys taught me how to like. And I was like, yeah, you know, they young man. They don't know. My sister used to be a cheerleader. We used to go to the tournaments and see the flips and all that. So I've seen the falling and the tumble. She was always at the base, so she was always getting the do 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 on top of her head. So is Aurora into that? My, no, no. She plays tennis. <laughs> Good for you. She plays Good. the piano. There you go. Stay yeah. right there. Stay yeah. right there. Stay yeah. with tennis and piano, piano, baby. Piano. Yes. Are you learning too? Uh, I'm, I'm, I watch. Uh, well, I saw a video. So Eric Reed and his daughter are doing, she's playing, uh, I forget what instrument it is, and he's playing the piano, and they sound horrible, but they're doing it together. <laughs> they're doing it together. Yeah, so, man. you know, just, just checking it out. All right. Let's dive into Jalen Smith. Pro friend, Bowl a friend of, friend of Anthony yes. Spencer's. Yes, you got, Former Bishop Lewis High School. 
Fort Wayne, Indiana. Okay. Yeah. Okay. He has not seen this video, I by the way. I have not seen it. All right. So, well, well Jalen is uh, obviously Clear Eye View is his brand. Yes. And, and he has a new product that he's endorsing. So, it's about the eye. Yes, about go ahead. Yes. Take a look. What's up? It's Jalen Smith, and I'm teaming up with Trojan Brand Condoms to make sure you have the protection you need to explore with confidence for the big game on Sunday and beyond. Since we all know that defense wins championships, during the game, my friends at Trojan are throwing a Trojan sack party and are giving away a year's supply of condoms for each sack. To get in on the action, retweet this tweet to enter. And to all my guys playing on Sunday, be sure to wrap up. The quarterback, that is. Yeah, man. That Wrap up, great. baby. Trojan sack party. Hey, the defensive player. Like, that, that, that is, that is, hey, I was trying to find you out. Applaud it. I'm going to go Listen, ahead and give yeah, it a Of course you would. So, somebody tell me, yeah. how do you measure what a year supply of condoms is? <laughs> Please. I, I, as, as a question, I, I just got to know. Like, what, what are we basing this? Is it like a like a, Will, a Ch- Will Chamberlain's <laughs> yeah, I'm like, like, who is it? I'm, sure if, I'm sure if you uh, Google it, they can tell you how often normal people have sex oh, each day. Okay, okay. <laughs> how many times a week or a month? I'm See, sure that's the Purdue look, degree. So, right? yeah, they, 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 they got the logistics for everything. Well, well how are they distributing these, though? Are they sending you a whole big you know, box? Like big they got pallets box. of condoms? Big or are they going to send it to you like by a month? Is it like the lotto? <laughs> is it annuity? Or, or as, are you getting a lump sum? As needed. It might be that. You know, <laughs> like, like, hey, they, uh, I'm out. A year supply. <laughs> the lady's looking like, yeah, already? <laughs> Reorder three three reorders every quarter he'll send you something here. Like you hear wrap up. It's a term. I know he did. Listen, the pun. He had the pun. Yeah, he had the pun. It was very surprising to see. Oh yeah, because I don't think we've ever seen a NFL player be endorsed by Condor Brand. Not that not that I've seen. Yeah, sure. The no, I can't say. Next, next stop, mail enhancement pills for Jalen. So. Yeah, that's. I think you know, that's he, where it's going. Yeah. But be going that I clear would, eye view. I that would whole not brand. be surprised. <laughs> clear eye, baby. Clear so, eye. so here is a Notre Dame guy where promoting Trojan stuff. So, hey man, look, the rival is make your man, listen. I, would say, I will say this: make your money, man. Make yeah. your money. And that's what I, that's what I see out of him mostly is just the entrepreneur. Like he, he's not afraid to yeah. try new things and. He gonna, get, he gonna get some slack for that though. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> he gonna get some, but, that locker know, room is gonna be a fun place for him oh, real the quick. Opposing, uh, yeah. opposing teams, man. He goes when he when he enters Giant Stadium yeah. or MetLife Stadium, he's gonna hear about it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It builds character though. You, you know? give, give condoms to all the, the, the people that's not married in the locker room. They'll start no trouble in there. <laughs> Talking about Christmas presents. I got, I got this for you. Nah, get that to everybody. I got a perfect transition here. <laughs> perfect transition from Trojan condoms to Philip Rivers. Got a lot of kids. <laughs> yes, it's a truth. He's not watching that commercial. (laughs) (laughs) So, Phillip Rivers has moved the entire family out of San Diego. They are now going to Florida. He's done with the Chargers. He's done. They also done with him. And I was getting ready to say, uh, Anthony Lynn is not crying at all, the head coach of the Chargers. I heard people talking about Phillip Rivers getting a two-year deal, possibly playing for a team like the Colts. I think Phillip Rivers is done. What are you guys seeing? Uh, I mean... It's hard for me to say that he is done because he still wants to do it. Like whenever you have that passion to go, want to go out there and compete, and he's been competing at a high level for a long time. So I can't say that he couldn't go out there and help a team do something because I'm sure that he can. Because there's a lot of teams in the NFL that need quarterbacks or are looking for a quarterback, and it's hard to be a quarterback in the NFL and perform at that level that he had for as long as he did. So he has that experience. So 
I can't. It's hard for me to say that he's done. Okay. So, yeah. I think somebody give him a shot. Uh, yes. But we talked about it last week. If I had him or Teddy, I'm going Teddy. I'm going Bridgewater. I, you know, signing signing Philip Rivers to a two year deal. Who? who? Where, right. Where's team? You got to like, know. What you, they yeah, they, they yeah. got to know what they. Yeah. Get, you know what I'm saying? Like, what, is he going to Chicago? Like, where's the guy? Is he going? To, is he going to the Colts? Is he going to Miami? Like, where is he going? For oh, two years. I, I'm with you. Give me yeah. Teddy. I'll take Teddy. I, I'll take Teddy I, right I'm, now. I'm with you 100. percent Back up. Yeah. Huh? I, no, I'll take Teddy. I'll take Teddy to be a starter. starter. No, I'm saying Philip. You no, think he was? He's no, not. No, he's, he's, he's not going to be a backup. Start. He's not going to be a backup. No place. Wherever he goes, he wants to start. Tom mm. Brady puts out a photo, shows him seemingly as though tweets a photo out like he's walking away. I just think he's trolling everyone, and I think he's also making sure New England. If I come back, there's no discount. I mean, he's letting that. There's no more discounts. I'll play, but I want I want two years. I want to I want to get paid. And, and I, I still think he should not. I think this is the total opposite of, of Philip Rivers. I think if you surround Tom Brady, because we all watched this season and we all felt like it was a, a lack of receiver and play receivers and playmakers on that team. You surround him with the right guys, and you have that defense that you had uh, in twenty nineteen. I think you're back in the Super Bowl. It's not like they didn't make the playoffs, right? Because when, when the Patriots don't win the Super Bowl, that's when you like they win so much, you all of a sudden think, oh, right. they failed. I, <laughs> I expected them to kind of do the same thing again, even with the team that he had. So I mean, you can't you can't any, ever put anything past him because right. he's like he's done better with a lot worse. You know what I mean? So it's, give, it's hard to say that he's done. Give him a tight end. <laughs> Give them a receiver. They can they can run the ball decent enough and, and play that defense, they play defense, and they'll be fine. Like you think about who they lost. You know they expected to have Josh Gordon. Gronk retires. Mm-hmm. Defense is everything, but they have nobody to throw the ball to. They draft a guy in the first round. He does okay he this year. He, yeah, he did end. okay this year, but they didn't have the they didn't have the guy. Lost right. your starting center. You starting center out of there. Lost your fullback. You thought you were going to really have a run heavy Devlin. offense. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Edelman's yes. still there. He still he still produced, but it was it was literally just him on offense. I got frustrated listening to people try and say, well, Tom Brady's done, and look at the regression. And I go back to something I always used to say on my NBC Sports radio show. Is it the carpenter or is it the carpenter's tools? Mm, There's the tools this time. Exactly. Tom Brady said, if you're watching, you see the tools around the carpenter aren't good because we've seen what he can do when you give him even just some – adequate tools. When they played the Cowboys, you were literally looking out there, some of the receiving weapons saying, who is this guy? They won the game, but you knew he didn't have enough tools to compete for a world championship. But but how but how many places can because like usually even for coaches and players specifically quarterbacks, you say you win a Super Bowl that buys you X amount of years like to move forward, right? If a coach wins a Super Bowl, you say he he gets at least three more years because he just got off the Super Bowl. The Patriots won the Super Bowl last year. They're the outlier, <laughs> and we said right, and then I, you know now it's like they're done. They need to do X, Y, Z. Like this is the same. This is the same guy. But overall, and this is something that that um, Tom Curran, works for NBC Sports Boston, spoke that this is an older. It was an older football team, and they were really at that crossroads even last season. Do we decide to start tearing this thing down? And I think they tried to do a little bit of both. But it's an older football team, so they've got decisions that yeah. they have to make. And at which, some point, they will have to make those decisions yeah. because he's not going to play forever. You can and, draft, a, yeah. You can yeah. draft a tour or somebody to, to to you know sit behind Tom Brady for a little bit. But Dunn and, and TB12 out of there, the dude is one year removed from a Super Bowl. Yeah, how many is that? Five, 
And the six? discount, the, uh, the discount six, but the discount is a really big deal. I'm hearing it so much that you know that it's not just the media making up. He and his agent, Don Yee, are letting people know, we've given out too many discounts. He's now looked at what other people are getting paid. He's looking at how much more your franchise has been worth since he got here. Guy wants his pay, and I don't blame him. But it's very interesting now to see how people will attack it. Because you hear a lot of folks say, well, Dak Prescott should take less money. You should think about the team. Here's Tom, And my thing always was Tom Brady. Why are you saving them money? Mm-hmm. That's not your job to save Bob Kraft any money here. I mean, Aaron Rodgers didn't save anybody any money. Peyton Manning always got paid. So He also had the luxury of uh, having a significant other exactly. that was super-duper sure, paid. That, and sure. that allowed you to take some of that and be that type of team player. A, a lot of those other guys, don't, they don't have that. So yeah, I need my money. If, if he wasn't taking those pay cuts, would he have the championships that right. he has? Would he have had the people that he had around him to – do that. Great point, because here's the thing. They were never a team that spent all the way to the cap. That's true. You know, they cut, you know, hey, Chandler Jones, bye. Yeah. Richard Seymour, bye. I mean, it wasn't like, to, I always said, but it's not like they're, t- right, hey, Tom, give me that five, because we're going to give Richard this five, right. Seymour this five to keep it. They, they were saying, nah, see, see ya. So that was my thing all the time was, wait a minute, man, you're saving them money, but where are they spending it? Right. I mean, that's, that's my, for instance, when you were trying to, when Dan Gilbert was trying to get LeBron, you know, hey, all right, we, we give paying here and we move. You saw where they were right. trying to, hey, we're trying to get so and so to come in here on Every the, on, on the, mid, the mid range. Right? <laughs> they were they were believing it, and you saw right. they had a high set. I mean, all right, Cavs are in the luxury tax. You never saw the Patriots there. Patriots always had money, mm-hmm. so that was my thing That's with Tom through the years. Is wait a minute, man, you're giving Kraft and Belichick a discount, but they're not spending it. They're still right there, you know, low on the cap, and just you know, they always had some money to spend, and and the profits they're making up there. I mean, I've gone to New. We were there this year. New, the way they built that one Patriot place around there, and all this. I mean, it's been four years since we've been there. We came back. I couldn't believe how much more stuff they built around this place, and that's because of Tom. Mm-hmm. No doubt about it. This stuff and the money that the Crafts have made and Belichick has made is because of Tom Brady. So good for him realizing late in his career, hey, I need to get paid top dollar. And I hope Tom gets it because he deserves it. Yeah. Give, 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 give him, man. We got some quarterbacks that need to get paid out here, right? Yeah. TB12, man. <laughs> pay, pay him some bread because we still waiting on Dak to get paid. But he's confident he's that confident. something's going to happen. That's all that good, good, good for Dak. I'm, I'm hopeful, too. They need, to, they need to pay him so he can get in here and learn this offense that McCarthy wants to, to install. Well, Randall Cobb will help him out. Yes. I, yeah, I hope so. Now, you and I talked last week about – Going to the rodeo, Fort Worth Stock Show Rodeo. Yes. I actually did it. Now, Spence, I've never worn a pair of cowboy boots. Never worn a pair of boots at all. I don't think I have. So they, they loaded me up in some boots. They loaded me up with a cowboy hat. They measured me for a cowboy. It's a Letty's. Okay? And there it is. I took my daughter with me. And that's Look me at the Fort Worth Stock uh, yeah. Show Rodeo. I got the scarf. I got the, now the jeans. They made the jeans custom. They look like mom jeans. They're real bad. Okay, the jeans are not good. I, I didn't show the boots there, but the boots are. I, I have. I'm afraid to drive with the boots. On. Why? Can't I'm afraid. Right. I'm afraid. Man. I'm not there yet. So what I've done. So I I, I, I put on the left boot. Oh man! <laughs> got driving car, with no shoes. <laughs> I put on. I put on my sneakers. And drove. Now, when I got out, I put on the boots and walked. But Let me tell you something. You get pulled over, they might take you to jail. <laughs> They're going to be now, like, man, step out the car, sir. Now, look, this is the first. Okay, the <laughs> Friday was the first. I, the first Fridays when I got them was the first day I had them on. I was not ready to go drive in a pair of boots. I was, I'm not ready. So What's difficult about it? I, I haven't worn boots either. Yeah. Not those I, I, I just boots. Not, I'm just not used to it yet. So before I drive in them, I will drive 
right around in the parking lot at my grocery store. Get used to it. So, anyway, I'm just, that's just me, man. <laughs> hey, wait, call like a real cowboy. Yeah. Hey, I, I wrecked somebody. I was wearing cowboy boots, and I wasn't exactly sure how much pressure to put on it, and I went too far. So, so I, I will say this because you, you know, since we've been doing this, we you've been known as being the VIP guy, right? You get all the VIP stuff. On that picture, there was nobody in there. So, I'm assuming you either got in really early or they let you stay really late. So they wanted us to come down, and they 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 saw me do a, a live shot. I went to Tony Stewart Smoke Show, so I was in full had the NASCAR fire suit, had the helmet, did everything. So they saw me do my sports cast, and they're like, "Hey, what would you would you, you know dress up as a cowboy?" And I said, like, "Sure." So the rodeo ended, and and everyone had left, and it was uh, the pro the the bull tournament, the pro bull tournament, which by the way is pretty cool if you go check it out. It's still going on, I believe, through the eighth over at the Fort Worth Stock Show Rodeo in Fort Worth. So. Everyone was gone, and we stayed, and, and that was the live shot at 10 o'clock. So I think it ended at about 9.20. Yeah, so she was ready to go. No, she had a great time. Yes? She watched everything. I've taken her to baseball, basketball games, and she's gotten bored. She did not get bored. Eight-year-old loved it, thought it was the greatest thing. They The humidifiers that they put into Dickey's uh, arena, you don't smell anything at all. Nothing, man. Um, it was fantastic. So we saw the, we saw them racing the, the, the barrel racing. We saw them roping cows. We saw them riding the bulls. I mean, they did a bunch of activities, man. It was great. I mean, it really, I mean, it really was fun. So, and I've taken my my family out there to the rodeo before, but it's it's just a fun experience. And if you live here, it's just one of the things you just do. Right. And just do it. Then they've got the little midway out there, so it's kind of like a little bit. Mimicking the fair when you go to downtown Dallas, so they've got all the carnival rides. All so my kids' eyes are all lit up because she's. And I said, "Yeah, we can't go. We, we, we got it. We're late. Dad's got to do a live shot, so we got to go." So I talked her out of that, and then afterwards we ended up going to Waffle House, and I told her she could stay up late, so we ended up eating at Waffle House at 11, 11 o'clock at night. That's so awesome. she just thought it was the, the coolest thing. Mm-hmm. That's why the Kobe thing really hit me hard because that's Friday when we did that. And then Saturday, we're playing tennis together because she started getting into tennis and wanted to hit balls. And then I see that happen on Sunday. And a part of me was just saying, okay, I'm trying to do it right the way Kobe did, where you spend some time with your kids and, and try to make sure you're you're in their lives. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I looked at that picture. And I just I kind of have even cherished it a little bit more, considering the I don't know if I'm going to be going tomorrow. So I better try and empty my bucket. And, and they, they their kids are going to remember the experiences. Positive, positive things you can take from that, man. You know, everybody learns something from it. Tragedy. But, you know, if you silver lining and positive thing, hopefully everybody is in that mode now. To, a lot of people took yeah, from to, that. To, to seeing it. But the, the, the typical thing about it is next month and the month after, right, don't forget about that. Just keep it going, you know, and, and, and make Shaquille. it a part of your life. If you saw the TNT, and if you haven't seen it at all, um, mm-hmm. Shaquille's crying, and mm-hmm. he admits, I haven't been good about keeping up with you guys and telling you guys I love you. And and Shaquille O'Neal is is, is another friend of mine, and, and is he's as good a guy as he gets. But even he could sit there and tell you, you know what, I didn't handle this. I haven't handled things the way I needed to be to be better. And so if... Kobe Bryant and Gigi and the other members on that helicopter, but those nine lives lost, if that helps other people say I love you more or let me make sure I'm I'm in connection more with you, maybe you spend one more phone call or you make sure you visit one time on Sunday. If it makes us all do that, then that's pretty cool. It's James, a step to changing the world. James Worthy <laughs> said, said this, and Keyshawn repeated on his morning show. James Worthy said, do not have a question mark where God left a period. 
And, and that was his way of dealing with what happened. And we move forward. And for Vanessa and their family, I, I pray for them. Tonight I will watch the game to see how the Laker players and Rob Palenka, their general manager, how they handled things against Portland. And, and Kobe Bryant will re- be remembered this year. When you think about January, we have lost David Stern, the commissioner of the NBA this month, along with Kobe Bryant. You're talking about two titans, two people who really have helped this league uh, become the international product it is. So we've lost them both, but but there are lessons there to, that we take forward, and and this is um, for me. This is what I took from it. Boy, the hour passed quick. Spence, you got to yeah. come back and do this again. Oh this yeah, morning. most definitely. I'm glad that you guys invited me, <laughs> and uh, I'm looking forward to hitting up a couple of the uh, oh, shows later this year. Or sweet, yeah, and even the. Um, Going out to the Cowboys. Uh, Come to the camp. Yeah, yeah we got the camp. Camp. Yeah. We, we, we got yeah. a commitment. Yeah, I'm out there. <laughs> Pro Bowler, baby. Get a Pro Bowler. Yeah. Anthony Spencer, appreciate it. Danny D-Mac, okay, we will get your your food taken care of. Thank you. I'm thank tired, you. Thank tired you, Good. So, I'm, I'm hungry. I, I will be in touch with you. Coming up this week, okay? You free this week? My, yes, this? My, I'm good. Okay. All right. Excellent. I will pay up. I will pay up my bet. I'm New East Crooks. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you again Friday right here on the Players Lounge. This is DallasCowboysRadio.com. Yep. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?